0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: the 10th time they've made it they've won a play Hello and welcome back to the Evening Road podcast, where today we'll be talking briefly about the game against Villa last weekend before heading into some discussion. At another famous night at the bridge. All that and a short look ahead to Forest this weekend. Back to winning ways. We're back online, not in the studio this week, unfortunately. Uh, Clayton joins me today. Clayton, how are you, mate? I'm well. I'm well, yourself? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Right, we'll go back to the Villa game then. It feels like a while ago, um, but it was a first positive performance in about six games. What were your thoughts after, after we... Didn't get the win in the end, but good performance nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I definitely came out of the game frustrated. Um, I think we could have gotten more from, from it, which is a shame. Um, I think uh, it was like the best we played in a while, as you say. Uh, actually, some quite positive kind of play in the build-up. and uh, Sharda, Definitely Sharder's best game in a Brentford mm. shirt. Um, I thought she missed that open goal. Uh, although I think he might have been offside. I think mm. he might have been offside, uh, but yeah, that was a shame. But he was electric. That was like really, really good to see. I was, I was really happy with that. Um, I mean, the memory kind of fades. We're recording this on uh, on Friday, actually. So, mm. but I, I do remember, I, I do remember being happy with the performance and, and kind of, yeah, just frustrated that, that we couldn't convert. I think we sat, kind of felt similar to Forrest. We kind of sat deep and just couldn't get out of the box and, yeah. and they scored, it, it, it's happened a few times this season. Um, definitely a frustrating one, where where maybe just one big clearance and and they wouldn't have that goal. But you know what, like Vida coming into that, they just beat Newcastle would probably take the point before. But given we hadn't won in a while, it was it was a bit of a shame. But come the end of it,
1: well, you called it to be fair, mate. I remember you saying on the podcast a week before you said it would be very Brentford to go and go on this horrible losing, well, not losing run, but we hadn't got a, we hadn't had a win in six. It'd be very Brentford to go and beat the form team in the league. Emory actually came out after the game and said that they were lucky to get a point, and, and like you said on the last podcast. Beating the form team in the league, did it kind of leave you thinking after the game, like, where was that performance in the last five or six?
0: Yeah, it almost felt like uh, maybe the reason it'd been a bit flat is just a couple of results went the wrong way, and then kind of Europe, albeit optimistic, looks a bit more out the window, and kind of people starting to say like they're already on, on the plane on holiday and that kind of stuff, and a bit flat. I think it's probably more, I think Niall said it last week, with players a bit tired, and Norgard didn't have it again, absolutely knackered, and obviously. Ended up getting uh, injured and, and missed the Chelsea game, um. But yeah, he, yeah, we had so many chances, yeah, so many chances in in, in uh, the second half, first half, um, we could have converted. Yeah, we definitely, definitely were up for it. I think, um, yeah, like you say, it's it's a shame we couldn't have played that in, in, the, in the in the past six games. But maybe it was just a, a bit more motivation. You kind of seeing that third team come, get those results on mm. the road, and that that kind of thing and be quite determined to, to, to put up a fight against them. And mm. it looked like it, uh, unfortunately, just couldn't convert.
1: Yeah, we didn't end up... We'll, we'll move on to Chelsea because we've got two games to talk about, but we didn't end up holding on for the win. Um, but I messaged you after the game, and I told you we'll beat Chelsea on Friday with that performance against Villa. Um, players were out there with a point to prove I kind of felt against, uh, against Chelsea. Before we actually talk about the game, I do want to say to all the Fulham fans in the replies to that bloody
0: tweet that I sent out... So <laughs> obsessed. Literally. Did you see all of the tweets? Yeah, like, I don't know why why, why are they like snooping around on Brentford Twitter? I saw I saw
1: one of them reply, he was like, Oh, you've never had you've never had history that we've never had anything with them, past or present. I was like, as if Chelsea give a shit about fucking Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> they, they literally don't care. Like, we don't have anything with Chelsea. Obviously, we were singing in the away end because we'd stuffed them 4-1 last season and we've done them done them over this season again, but it's just like Come on, Wednesday night in. Just why? Why are you tweeting about Brentford? Just, just enjoy, enjoy the enjoy the win that they got the day before. Uh, on to a performance then. To a man. I don't think Chelsea ever looked threatening at all. Like some good moments in the second half. I remember Bamyang has that chance, but mm. besides that, not much at all. Lots of coverage on match of the day in BT Sport about how bad Chelsea were, and not much about how defensively solid we were, which I thought was a bit of an injustice.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, on a whole. We were great and kind of just stuck to our game plan which we which we take it to these big away games against supposedly big teams um there probably was a period skipping forward a bit first 15 minutes uh of, of the second half where they could have scored a good three or four or five goals mm. um <laughs> kind of comically just a bamian just like kind of passing it straight to Raya and a couple going wide um but no i thought we were very very solid i thought i mean Enzo Fernandez, however much he, he cost them? I, I've seen him play a few times. Look, look, worth the money. The Wednesday night, he was, he was awful. He was shocking. <laughs> he was giving the ball away. Um so we we pressured them well when we needed to and, and converted. convert. I mean, we, I mean, the first goal was is lucky, isn't it? Um, mm. And there's, there's a bit of a, a deflection on the second one, but we. Go, oh, it didn't feel unjust. I like, definitely was a good, great, great performance. Uh, yeah, um, I think you're right. I think. Uh, I mean, Chelsea, I mean, everyone knows Chelsea been playing bad, so yeah. For the coverage to be all around, kind of them losing it and not us, kind of does us a bit of a disservice, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, like before
1: after the Villa game, it was like I knew I, I thought we were going to go in and put a shift against Chelsea, and also like they are in terrible form. Um, they're probably at the moment one of the worst teams in the league, but still to go to go away to, to Chelsea and get a result, especially when you know there is a bit of added tension to the game because it's a West London rivalry or whatever. But still, to go there and get a result, I just felt like the, the coverage afterwards. It was just a bit. I don't know. I felt like we we deserved more than just Chelsea are bad because we we did a job on them. Really, I thought Rossolove did excellent again. Um, you really see the best of him when we when we play against teams against the Big Six.
0: Um, who's your first choice right back at the moment? Still here. Uh, we were talking about this in the pub after the game. Um, some mixed opinions among amongst the boys because. Uh, I remember we were watching the highlights at halftime uh, during the game, and I, and I remember seeing it in person. Roslov does have this funny thing. Of, I, I do think he played well, but he does have this funny thing where he just, when he's kind of one-on-one tracking back, he, t- he keeps turning his, he turns the back on the winger, hmm. and then he'll just kill turn, and then the wing will go the way, and will just completely lose them. Like I don't know, something about him doesn't always just look uh, completely natural, but I think you're right. When we played that five five at the back, he is the man there, but... The, when you when you do take a step back he's not he, he kind of definitely gets a nosebleed territory when he gets into that in the opposition's half but bar the player final uh, which you all remember he doesn't have too much output um he, he's pretty yeah he's pretty solid defensively he understands that system uh, I guess products of, of playing there quite often and I mean we've spoke about him for ages I remember that forest game and he was awful and I said he had a disaster class and then he, he kind of he's bounced back very strongly since um at at the Etihad, it, it was unbelievable. So it, it's definitely an interesting debate. I'd be keen to know what, what people listening think. Mm. Uh, maybe we could do a little poll, Hickey versus Rosliv.
1: Yeah, well, um, it, do you see the, the news about about Hickey? Obviously,
0: exactly. So yeah, I, uh, I think he has tweeted, if it was 30 million, he'd, buy his, he'd just take it. 100%. I, I, I agree. I think the, the only thing that kind of maybe... Re- maybe regret my stance in the greeting was the fact that in the tweet it said he was 20 years old and i think uh we kind of forget that mm. um although it might be worth double checking if I, think that's true not. I think he's exactly. 19 i think exactly yeah so like you, you forget how like how young he is um there's so much talent there and he's got so much first-time experience um under his under his belt and at that, that age maybe maybe wouldn't be wise to sell. But i mean who knows if that room is true. I, I I don't quite see him being ready to go anywhere near a City team. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think four, probably four at the back is, is Hickey and five it was Rostov. But I've not, not been too sold on Hickey this season. I think he's been good in places, but I think he does struggle defensively a bit. um, will be quite comfortable on the ball.
1: Well, it was weird because at the start, when he first signed, he had a few good games and then it kind of like plateaued. He had obviously that shocker against Brighton. But yeah, it's, it's, it is a weird one. Because you you kind of say if they if they came in and offered thirty million for him, you'd, you'd be thinking, well, he was supposed to be this star man, one of our one of the biggest signings from last summer. And he's got this high ceiling, and everyone rates him, in Arsenal are after him as well. But I just we only signed him last summer, so like they would have to fork out so much money. But you, are you saying you would take it if if they came in and offered maybe it?
0: not maybe not thirty in, in hindsight, knowing that like basically me forgetting that he's only twenty and the player that he is, like he's like I don't know you probably th- think he's younger than, sorry, older than, than, than just because he's kind of the one that came in for the big money, but he's mm. not, it's, it's, it's the, it's the opposite. So i I'd, I'd definitely like to give him another year. Uh, or, I mean, longer. I think he's a good player. Uh, maybe he's just finding his feet a bit. Um, it came on at, um, that left back at the end of the Chelsea game, if I wasn't mistaken, mm. which is interesting. I do, I, I did say originally, uh, kind of, as he has gone on, we, we've spoken about like, oh, is he, he right no, or left uh, <laughs> No, yeah, no. And also like is there left back cover? And then I've always said, well, I'm pretty sure Hickey could play there. I, yeah. I'm fairly sure he did play there for like maybe the last five minutes. Because I'm mm. still not sure what foot he is. he uh, no. yeah. kind of looks like semi competent on both. Uh but yeah, no, it's an interesting debate, definitely.
1: Yeah. I think in, in a lot of ways that performance against Chelsea was like a Exemplar Brentford performance this season, so it was quite similar to Man City in the way that we just sat off them, didn't have much of the ball, and then hit them on the break. Um, we didn't have that many chances at City, but when they came, we were just more we were more clinical this time. Um, also, got a shout out to Ben Meese bidding uh, Noni Madweker literally back to back to P S V towards the end of the game. <laughs> oh,
0: that, that was good. That was good. I mean, the Chelsea are dire state though, aren't they? Because that ground, I, I heard people. Chelsea fans walking and saying, "Oh, let's just go get this over with." That whole stand to the right of us in their way end was just all tourists, probably all their first game. Um, I know there was loads of tickets in, in the Matthew Harden stand on the exchange. People were just not keen to go. Um, I mean, maybe you can question their loyalty, a bit. I mean, they won the Champions League not too long ago. Hmm. Um, but no, dire, a dire, dire state of that club. I think you have a good manager. Of, I mean, with all that talent. A bit better squad management and a good manager come in that they'll be all right
1: i think um, i've seen i've seen people saying they should get rid of lampard and
0: bring in potch now what do, you, what do you think on that debate like as i, I no, mean, just I... you might like they're not going to get relegated like obviously they're not technically up but they're not going to get relegated, and they're mm. not going to get europe you might as well just kind of get to the end of the season uh, and then have like have a clear out of players before potch even comes in i think that to pass ffp they're gonna have to sell a few players Oh mate, they've got they got ridiculous amount of players in that team. Like, I I mean, like, it's just been sorry to cut you off, but it's just been like so badly managed. Like a lot of stuff came out. I think the Athletic did quite a bit of digging into it after after the sacking and and um kind of players calling Graham Potter <laughs> and, like Harry Potter. And, <laughs> like, just, like, it's absurd. like Mason Mount like come through the academy, like I'm never too sure what to think about him as a player. Um but like they're it looks like, like he's they were
1: doing 11-11 in training and another a 9v9 on another pitch. They got that many yeah, had to make the
0: dressing room bigger for, for, for the amount of players they had. It's, it's absurd. Like It's just like very bad management. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just come in and throw throw money at but I think they'll be all right. But, I mean, I did very much enjoy it. I mean... I... Growing up, I went to score for so many Chelsea fans. So <laughs> yeah. To get that one over them doesn't get old. Uh, so, yeah, very much enjoyed that result.
1: We've had a few results that, like that this season where you can get the one over your mate who spots a big six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I wanted to talk a little bit about Mudrik because obviously we were giving him a bit of stick from the away end. You, could, I, It's so weird because when he came on, I thought he looked like the only Chelsea player that actually wanted to make something happen. And you can see that there's a player in there. Like, it, it, Did you see his nutmeg on uh, Jan he, yeah, he, no, he's,
0: he's, he's quality.
1: Yeah, he's so good. It's just it makes you think well, I know I know Chelsea there are diff, it's different different levels in the size of the club and whatnot, and they'll they'll be gunning for the Champions League in the next couple of years. But you know, it must be it must be shit for him to know that you know the team that are after him have just done him two nil
0: and out. Uh, I said during the game, uh kind of just watching him and obviously he's he he looked like him and Kante were kind of the bright lights in that in that game. Um, albeit Madrid came out at half time but uh, yeah I said imagine how good he'd be if he, if we'd signed him mm. like in the summer or 18 months ago like that talent's there definitely and, and imagine him starting for us week in week out just getting that permanent experience like he'd be absolutely electric like he would have not have lasted our club very long he would have been one of those ones that goes in like a year yeah uh, Yeah, what could have been but you know Chats are out of rinse mm. so we'll move on from that yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? You want to talk about a little bit about Mbwemo? Well, yeah, I've, just been, I've seen a lot of chat about it kind of on social media and uh, definitely during the Villa the game, he started and I think he ended up getting out of the match from like the Brentford account. I'm not too sure how deserving that was. I mean, but he got the assist and I mean, it's going to be a controversial opinion. Um uh, people, including, I'll admit myself, were, were calling for him to get pulled off just before he got that assist, so I'm happy to admit when I like a monk. Mm. Um, Maguire, if you're listening, he'll remember it because we both looked at each other very guiltily because we're, well, him more than we, me, but we're both uh, calling for him to be pulled before we, very good assist on his weak foot, which he's, he's become accustomed to doing this season. But I, I just don't know, I, what do you think? Like, it, would, would you, in the summer, I think we might be coming onto this a bit later, but would you like to sign a uh, kind of left foot player to play on that right? That could start instead of him. I, I was just, I love him, Bemo, but I feel like he's had so much time in the Premier League now, and he is a great player. But he gets himself in such good positions, but he just like his final products is just not consistent yeah. enough. No, it's not, um, and it frustrates me. I do like him. it. Was like obviously he has a great goal against Chelsea, but it was a deflection. I'm not too sure it would have gone in without it. But like, that's literally a testament to it because he's literally run half the pitch and cut in, which is like, he gets himself in those positions all the time. But I'm not sure it would have gone in without his deflection. Like, you weren't at the video game, but there was like, I'm sure you've seen it, Like he, the amount of chances he had mm-hmm. in the position he was in. Um, fair play to him for persevering and getting that assist. He, I just kind of watched him celebrate uh, the assist after he got a kind of a big sigh of relief and very happy and I, I was I was impressed by kind of the resilience there, but I do wonder um, what what could be what could be potentially done if if he had to be more consistent with an output on on that side.
1: Well, I think the thing is like when when he's on it, we've said it before so many times on the podcast. When he's on it, he's he's so good, but it's just, it's just you're right. It's a lack of consistency at the moment with with the caliber of player that he is at his best. If you, if you watch him on his best day, you'd think. He's got to get ten goals a season, or, or get ten or ten or fifteen assists as well. Um, and if he doesn't do it, I don't know. It's, it's it's a tricky one because I don't know if he'd. I don't know if another Premier League club would be in for him. But I did see. Did you see that apparently Villa and Leicester were interested in or something really? like that? I saw that. I saw uh, that. Don't know how. Don't know how much weight there is behind that. But uh, I don't. I don't think he would move to another team in the Prem. Um, but it's just like if we, if we manage to like cherry pick another someone like with a profile of Mudrik. Who can come in and, and do a better job and do it on a more consistent basis. Then I don't know. We, we had the question last week, is there any any of the championship team that we should try and be move on, try to be move try to move on? Mm. Um and I don't know, what do you, do you think he might be one of them?
0: I don't want to move him on. I want him still at the club. I'd I'd like to bring maybe someone in that could give him a challenge. A bit more of a run for his money. But then I think we have done that. Um because obviously, Sharda similar kind of position, and and Wieser as well, um, and KLP. Uh, I mean, who knows what will happen to him next season? I think a loan might be on the cards. You reckon? Uh, I don't know. They paid so much money for him, and he's just never really got a go. I guess, uh, assuming he's fit for pre season, you'd hope that. Um, I think they'll probably assess it then. I, I think he's a great player. I think he's just yeah. it's a bit of a step up, and. Um, yeah, not everyone's going to move that swiftly, but I have faith. I mean, we paid a lot of money for him. People can't forget. He's kind of a forgotten player. We don't we don't really miss him because he never was a, yeah, exactly. a, an influential part of the team. Um, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't want Bermode to leave. Mm. I'd I definitely be sad. I, I really like him as a player. He is a great player. Yeah, no, i like him yeah, too. The, the inconsistency is just so frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I think, um, did you listen to the podcast back last week when, uh, when Niall said we should try to look to move on Pinnock?
0: I, I was listening to it back and neither of us questioned it. No, I remember <laughs> during the podcast looking at him and I was like, that's a bad take, but I don't, I, I don't know why I didn't say anything. <laughs> I don't know but, why um, I did it either. But yeah, yeah no. That, I do apologise. That was a shocking take. But, uh, yeah. So, that guy is absolute. He's absolute Rolls Royce.
1: Should we move on to some questions from the GBG then? Uh, Tom, Reynolds, sure. Tom Reynolds asked, what signings do we actually have to make for next year? Also pointed to Zanka as Ponce's replacement. What? Where do you think we need to strengthen? I wouldn't. I think we probably need another centre half because I know Zanka. Is he on a one year deal? Isn't he? They, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. The age profile of those centre backs is not great. Yeah. I was. I, was, I think I was saying in the game, like if you look at that back three, like they should not be. Well, on paper or three five years ago, if you if you told someone that that back three would be that good, kind of Zanka, who wasn't like anything special at, at Huddersfield, and kind of wasn't even meant to be at the club still this year, just kind of re signed after the injury and me on a free and and Pinnock who was not too long ago playing in non league. Mm. Like it's 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 so impressive at first. And obviously we've got Aya struggling a bit with, with injury over the season.
1: So under-18s. <laughs> Aya. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Brilliant. Did you see that video? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he looks what so big compared to the other players. That's a good tackle as well, but yeah, I think no, especially with Pontus leaving, I definitely would like to see at least one centre back coming. I think we, I think it's, I think we will.
1: Yeah, I think um, that's, I think that's a major like to that... a
0: goalkeeper as well. I think if we go through the whole team, I think I'd like to sign a goalkeeper. Um, I think we can presume Reyes out the door, so I think uh, I, I, I wouldn't be too comfortable from what I've seen with Shukovska to for him to start. Off. So yeah, I'd like to see someone coming in there. Yeah, I think.
1: I know, I know, I don't think we will sign a player like this, but I'd like to see uh, an 8 or a 10 being signed. Um, because I know Jensen has been so good this season, but if you look at the clubs that are above us and the clubs that are doing well at the moment, they've all got a number 10 that contributes, 10 or 15 goals a season and a bunch of assists too. Look at someone like McAllister at Brighton or Fernandez at United or Wendy at Villa, even Odegaard at Arsenal, they've all got that, that number 10 or number 8 who pops up with, with 10 goals a season. We don't have that at the moment. And as good as Jensen's been... Maybe a signing to come in and challenge his place for next season because I know he's just signed a contract mm. extension, so he's probably he's going to be a mainstay. But someone to challenge him, what do you think?
0: Uh, I don't think I agree because um, I think we just have so many center mids now. Mm. Uh, I was something I was going to mention earlier is based it, from the substitutes Frank made. It almost looked like um, De Silva was the 6th choice center mid, which is ridiculous. I mean, we spoke about a especially last week. Um, it, I, would, I mean, I'm much rather would see him come off the bench than guard. I'm still really not impressed by him. <laughs> I thought he'd done it right but, um, when he came on against Chelsea. Yeah. I thought he just kind of looked a bit lost and doesn't really offer too much defensively. I mean, he's had good games in a, in a Brentford shirt. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you could count them on a couple of digits of your fingers. Mm. Um, I think what we've got, yeah, six centre mids, and with, like, if you're saying to Silvers that sixth choice at the moment which I don't think hopefully not in the long term is still coming back from hip injury we, we discussed that at length um, I just don't think that would be a priority for the for the club yeah. unless someone leaves I mean it, um, dep- it
1: depends how much faith they've got in De Silva because I guess that number 8 number 10 that pops up with 10 goals a season is
0: supposed to be De exactly. Silva yeah. that's what I was going to say exactly yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, it's just, it's just, I just think you look at other areas of the pitch probably more of a priority that midfielders hmm. is pretty pretty good do you
1: think, uh, it's a straight swap for when Tony gets banned, Sharda? Or do you think we look to strengthen up? Do you think we sign another
0: number, non- number nine? Uh, I think we'll sign someone with a bit of experience, maybe not from the Premier League, but someone that could slot in and start. Maybe that doesn't need to learn as much as has played in the top division. Hmm. Um, because you, that's like that's when your season gets derailed. If if Tony gets banned, I don't know, say the start of next season, he's out for a lengthy period. Um. Then you you can you if you don't have a striker that's regularly scoring, even as you're creating the chances. I mean, look at Everton; like, they, they don't. I mean, <laughs> they don't create chances, but like, those kind of, kind of like leads, like like you don't if you don't have a prolific striker, if you don't have an Ivan Tony, which I mean, we're lucky to have. Then uh, that's that's when you really start struggling. Mm.
1: Uh, any suggestions for the question that I asked you before we started recording about? Uh appropriate slash funny memorial to be erected on Braymore Road now that it's been demolished. <laughs> Anything? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I was I was I was thinking, I was like, could I could I try and think of something funny, but I literally have no idea what the hell you could put there. Well the
0: only thing uh, did you see it? I know you weren't there on Saturday but I went back back past and like, it's properly like all gone now. It's proper grim. Hmm. But the like the just like still there. Like, it's almost <laughs> like the memorial. Like they can't it's like made out of like, bloody <laughs> obsidian i can't get rid of it um, maybe they'll, maybe they just keep it there and someone can just move into instantly yeah that's a good shout
1: aria uh, pato asked if we can get bernardo quaver on the podcast and um, i sent some emails but he's not available to the media so sorry aria pato but they said that um, said that that might change over the summer did i ever tell you the story about how i met bernardo quaver at, at a gypsy kings gig last year in queue <laughs> <No laughs> it's, uh, it's so funny so i the, my family love gypsy kings um Great band as well. Why wouldn't you? But he he was there. He was at the gig, um, and you know, Vitali Yanev song. Vitali, oh Vitali, that's to the tune of a Gypsy King song. So we were so we were in a pub and people were singing the Gypsy King song, but I was screaming over the top, Vitali. And he turned around. He's like, you know, Vitali, why are you singing Brentford songs? I was like, I'm a Brentford fan.
0: <laughs> he was well, like, I'm you oh, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. I'm so Surprised. I know. It's so funny. But yeah, no, if we can get him on the pod, that that'd be really good. He loved. Um, he loved that win at Chelsea. Did you see him after when when he came over at the end?
0: Yeah, no, he I I, I really like him as a coach. I like it. I look a bit more into him. Mm. Um I think he's quite a key part of that that coaching stuff. He's all, he, he likes a bit of passion yeah. on the sideline to the fans. um uh, uh, that's well reciprocated.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hope we can get him on in the future. So moving on to uh, to Forrest then. Um good win for them against Brighton in midweek, which I really didn't see coming. What mm. what are you what are your pre match thoughts?
0: I want to stuff them. But I don't like Forest. Yeah, no,
1: they uh, they got a bit annoying. The most deli- one of the most deleted fan bases in the league,
0: maybe like, weeks. like um, like Steve Cooper, just like <laughs> absolute crybaby. Um, won't comment more on him and like players like Gibbs White. The fact that like I really don't like Gibbs White. <laughs> just dives, not like really not that great. I saw like shouts from him to in the England team. That's absolutely shite. Like. I know. It's just Forest fans.
1: It's just Forest fans.
0: You see the replies. It's not rubbish. (laughs) He's not rubbish, but he's like, he's not like some sort of star boy. No, he's not. He's not like Madison level. He just sprints everywhere. Like it's basically just like Stuart Dallas. (laughs) That's a disservice to Stuart Dallas. (laughs) Yeah, no. What Stuart Dallas before? Like he had a couple good seasons. He was like kind of the tourist just known for just running everywhere, but Mm. um, he was very good in that season before we we sold him. but yeah, no, I, I yeah, I really despise Forrest, but it's kind of getting off the point. I don't know. I don't feel too confident. I can't lie because the momentum, I mean, massive win for them. And they kind of, uh, there's a bit of something between those two teams. I mean, the way fixture, the, the, the groundsman just got charged with one of our was our yeah. goalkeeper coach for, the, for having a fight on the pitch. So there's definitely something there between, there'll probably be some quite interesting team talks before that game. Hmm. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's a good look but they kind of play like they play crap football as well Like they for just I'm not sure what they, they'll kind of do against us but I mean when they play the big teams they just kind of put everyone behind behind the ball and I mean, we take long throw-ins, but I, mean, I don't know. Did you see the Liverpool? the hard against Liverpool a couple couple weekends ago. So oh
1: yeah, what the amount of long throws? Just they launching can, yeah. the
0: ball into the box at any opportunity. And he had he had a weird kind of technique to it as well. He didn't have a run-up or anything. He just <laughs> no, launched back up. and just <laughs> straight up. I mean, if it works, it works. I didn't get the result then, but yeah, it's just not a good brand of football. They spent so much money; just they just rubbed me up the wrong way. Mm. Um, so yeah, but I think yeah, quite could be quite a feisty game. Uh, I, I'd like to say I'd hope we'd win, but off the back of the Chelsea game, hopefully we can take take the the good form in and, and get a result.
1: They they were in a five against Brighton. Would you would you think Thomas Frank matches that and starts Rosleb? Mm,
0: no, no four. No, he doesn't. He never starts a five against the, the, unless there was a big team from my memory. So you would slot Hickey straight back in. Yeah, I don't see why not. Mm.
1: Okay, well. I think um, I thought Onyeka was good against Chelsea. Uh, I don't know what yeah. the the timescale is for Norgard. I don't think he'll be fit in time for tomorrow. But um, uh,
0: Vitali was immense against Chelsea.
1: Yeah, he loves going there.
0: Just absolutely everywhere. But
1: yeah, it's, look at, it's, I think it, it before that win, before their win against Brighton. I was thinking formality, but um, like you said, they'll have the win in their sails. It will be a tough game. And there is a little bit of a rivalry there, and I can't I'm the same same you I cannot stand Steve Cooper, ugly bastard. Um, yeah. you said it on me <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we wrap up I, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, the Doncaster game 10 years ago sort of doing the rounds on Twitter, people talking about PTSD <laughs> I think that's the only only ever time I've cried at a football match when I was, when I was a bit oh, younger I don't want to talk about it no? <laughs> <laughs> what's, that to, say? what's like, that to say it's just it's weird to think uh, that Doncaster are just like absolute rubbish now and we've just gone and beat Chelsea 2-0
0: yeah, they all just got Friday. got relegated. What last weekend into yeah. the out of the football league. Um, yeah, I think I mean you touched on it um, in what was very good, kind of your Brentford review podcast uh, over the years, and and um, kind of touched on it in a couple of the interviews was kind of those losses and setbacks. in the long term and yeah. the hindsight, they they actually were the best thing for us. Mm. Even as recent as that foot and loss, um, which never happened on our books Arbals- because <laughs> no one was there. Um, so yeah, I think it's just one of those. Uh, I mean, we all know the the hurt and the pain, but look where we are now. So
1: yeah, no, it was. <laughs> it's just I can I, I just remember getting home and just not talking to anyone for a few days. It was just that was just the worst worst I've ever felt over the match. Terrible. Terrible scenes. Anyway, we've ended on, on quite a quite somber note, but we're looking forward to tomorrow anyway. Uh, Eden either Podcast will be back next Tuesday following the Forest game, uh, where we will be hopefully talking about another three points. And also, we'll be looking ahead to Liverpool the next weekend. So, see you Cheers.
0: Podcast Network.